A little uh, bit of the old... Uh... Padded Room Radio coming to you live on a tired Tuesday night. My name is Darian. I'm back for another week of horror bullshit. Mr. Harold has arrived. Uh, hopefully I can talk in my sleep because I'm about to pass out too. Oh, God. Not you too. Was everybody asleep tonight? Is that what's going on? Were you partying on Monday? You is know me. I'm a party You're machine. You're a party animal. I know Just, that you, you are. Know, keep it going till the break of dawn, yo. <laughs> every day <laughs> and every night, baby. I love it. I love that about you. What's new? Uh, still Halloween decorating. Yeah. Yep. You know, the the real delight of Halloween decorations is that every time you put something new up, uh, the next night something has stopped working. Oh, no. Bulbs have blown. Yep. Meticulous strings of light just are sections or <laughs> right in the middle, of course, of other sections. Of course. Just not working. Uh, a lot of frustrations I right now. I can see that. Yeah. I can, I'm feeling you. And the weather hasn't been helpful at all. Yeah, it's been nuts. I feel like well, a it's, lot of wind. Yeah, a little extra windy these days. Yeah. I don't know why, but a lot of decorations are being kicked down the curb. Yeah, I'll take that over the heat, though. Uh, I mean, as far as decorating goes, I think probably the heat is better. At least it's still there when it, you wake up in the morning. You forget I'm a bit of a priss, sir. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you don't do well. What's you don't going, do well at all. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, just the usual shenanigans. Uh, football, of course. More football. Um... Uh, got woken up in the middle of the night last night with a sick kid. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Deacon comes into the bedroom, taps me on the on the shoulder. Three thirty in the morning. I don't feel too good, Daddy. No. Twenty two minutes later, <laughs> I'm cleaning poop off the kitchen floor. Well, at least it was the most convenient part of the night. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I had nothing else planned for three thirty in the morning, so why not get up and uh, rinse out a bunch of uh, popcorn bowls? Yeah, and of course you all get sick right before uh, embarking on your great getaway. Exactly. Speaking of which, we got a little bit of announcement to make. No show next week, inmates. Uh, the 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 Big D family is going on a little bit of an adventure, so we will be out of town. And for the month of October, we're going to try something new. We're going to switch up the format a little bit. Maybe you like it, maybe you don't. We don't really care, but it's what we're doing. Uh, instead of doing a movie every week, we're, we're, we're all doing 31 days for 31, right? 30, Trying to, yeah. 31 for 31. So instead of doing a feature film every week in October, we're just going to kind of extend the uh, What Are You Looking At segment mm-hmm. into the show itself. 
So we're going to have a lot of horror movies to talk about all throughout October. And that's going to take up probably at least an hour of our already beleaguered show. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, I think we'll just we'll see how this works out. And if it were if people like it, maybe we'll we'll hang with that format sure. for a little bit. It'll at least be a uh, machine gun method of getting some recommendations. Yes. And uh, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to go long form on all these fuckers because most of the movies I I'm going to be watching are going to be bad. <laughs> and you don't want to hear me prattle on about uh, you know different things yeah that make no sense all right dude well we got a regular horror show to get into here we got listener mail horror news all the regular stuff how about a little of the old horror news there Mm -hmm. jason (laughs) horror news Horror news, Jason. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it or wants to rewatch it, as of October 1st, uh, Hulu will be showing uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead series. Very cool. Are you interested in that at all? A little it's, too whimsical it's com- for me. It's comedy. Yeah. It's straight comedy. Yeah. I mean, I love the guy, but yeah. If, if, if I want my feel of Ash, I'll just I'll watch Army of Army Darkness. Army of Darkness, yeah. yeah. Um, and for anybody that gives a shit, which is pretty much me, uh, Bone Tomahawk getting a steelbook release from Walmart, Ooh. an exclusive. Um, doesn't come out till like November. That I might, I might check yeah, out. It's twenty four bucks. Not bad. Yeah. Right on. I need to pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Good flick. It is. It is. God damn, man. One of the <laughs> still, still fucking fuck off. That all you got, homeboy? That's it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, Miramax is currently shopping film and TV rights to the Halloween franchise. I think uh, Halloween Kills has killed officially it for me. fucking killed it <laughs> for everybody. Just the, the general shit panning of it yeah. uh, all the way across the board has really turned them off of Michael Myers and pr- probably any future uh, horror franchise projects for quite some time. You know, if they, a lot of people won't like the statement, but if you just remove Jamie Lee Curtis from the movies, I'm down for any sequel you want to throw my way. What do you have against Jamie Lee Curtis? I'm just tired of that storyline. Okay, sure. I'm tired of this Rambo, you know, persona. Well, she's Rambo in one installment, not so much in another one. That's the biggest problem I had with it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just ready for something different. I get you. I'm with you on that. You know, even give me. Four, five, six, seven. Like, give me any of those damn movies okay. right there. More than those last three. Uh, see, I really liked uh, the first one. Yeah. Second one, not mad at it. Third one, don't fucking. You're, you're wasting my time. But we've already beat that horse to death. Uh, trailers are up for Living for the Dead, Hulu's new ghost hunting series uh, produced by Kristen Stewart. Uh, I didn't watch the trailers. I don't know what Kristen Stewart has to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's kind of random that she'd be into ghost hunting sure. all of a sudden. But uh, if she gets into one of those bra and panty situations, like an underwater, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. She like can a... shave her head clean down to the scalp for yeah. all I care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It works for you? It works for me. Uh, what else we have here? Images are up for the brand new Toxic Avenger movie. <laughs> I I didn't even know that it was a thing. It's a thing, man. So I I actually just watched uh, one guy who who's at like one of the um, film festivals. Okay, where he got to watch it. Oh, okay. And uh, 
kind of sounds promising. Yeah. Now, Peter Dinklage That's, as Toxie himself. I t- he's playing the Toxic Avenger? Both pre- and mutated form. Okay. Uh, all right. That's that's at least what I got out of the commentary. Okay, uh, I didn't. I knew he was in it. I didn't know he was playing Toxie. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least according to the Cody Leach on YouTube, I'll pretty much watch anything with Peter Dinklage in it. Yeah, you've got Kevin Bacon in there. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some major. Yeah. There's yeah. a couple of names. Yeah. Uh, Macon Blair, I think, is either directing and he's going to be in it for a little bit parts here and there. Um, it's going to be something, dude. I, <laughs> it is. Uh, it's gonna, I'm going to have to check it out. Speaking of uh, trauma, Amityville Vibrator <laughs> releases later this month. <laughs> That's right, folks. It's the Amityville Vibrator, a haunted dildo, I have to assume. Uh, trailers are up. I didn't bother to watch it. Uh, I'll probably not bother to watch it when it comes out. Here. I would hope you wouldn't. I mean... <laughs> You know, depending on where that thing has been, I'd really hate to get that confused with the Amityville bong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that's a movie, too. Uh, What else we got here? Synapse Films is just released Tenebrae in 4K Ultra HD. Yeah, boy. Uh, I kind of like that. Uh, I I, enjoyed that. I already have a copy. Um, I think it's fine. I think mine's on uh, DVD. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I'm, I liked it, but I'm not like a huge Tenebrae guy. I'm gonna go out and buy this. Yeah. So it's still a good show. If you don't already own it, you might think about that. I don't. I thought about it, but I don't know how much I'd rewatch it. Yeah, I get that. Once yeah, you know but, the but it was really good. It is a good show. So we got in the horror news, amigo. You ready for some listener mail? Yeah, boy. Or maybe some listener female. The ho- been a while since uh, any of the ladies out there. Mm-hmm. Ladies. Unless, no. you, unless you count Coop Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> there is no ladies out there. I don't know what I'm talking about. Listener mail. Yes, sir. We got emails and voicemails and all kinds of fun stuff happening here. Let's start things off on the padded room email. Here comes Tony. Subject line, Darian is a turd. Yeah, I, f- I figured that. Fair enough. Uh, give me the samurai for the win. He's talking about the Terra Dome. Let me mark you down there, Tone. Right on, Tony. I'm locking you in for the samurai. Uh, what else does he have to say here? Nightmare on Elm Street reboot is bad. Visuals and kills are good, but making Freddy a pedophile instead of a psycho is a bad choice. 90s movies, hard to pick just three. Went with ones no one else picked. Number three, People Under the Stairs. I never really got into that one. Have you seen that one? I've only seen it once, and yeah. it was like, you know, the year that it premiered. Yeah. And I don't remember being impressed. Yeah, me neither. But I have meant to kind of go back and rewatch it. It's your If you weren't impressed the first time, I don't think you will be this time. Just saying. <laughs> never know. Uh, Daddy's gimp suit really messed with me as a seven-year-old watching this movie, he says. Number two, Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bills really messed with me as a seven-year-old watching this movie. Number one, Event Horizon. At least I was a little older when I saw this. Sam Neill's best role. Darian always complaining about his fat face, so here is a new picture. Cue the mountain lion. Oh, that's a nice one. Look at me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a little less chunky in that picture. I've got some nice pigtails, though. Oh, yeah. And the African-American gentleman behind me. Yeah, boy. 
Well done, Tony. Uh, thank you for not using the old fat fuck picture. I appreciate that, sir. Uh, we got a couple voicemails here, Mr. Man. Mm-hmm. Let's start things off in the funky old south. Here comes our main man in Alabama, Alan. What's up? What's up, Alan? Everybody's doing good. The demon wind is still on my shit list. (laughs) Good. Uh, Speaking of demon wind, I went to a uh, comic book convention this weekend. Cool. I got to meet Mick Foley. That was bucket list. I met some of the people from Letterkenny. I met Diamond Dallas Page. Cool. Ruby Soho and Dan Housen. I met Tim Jacobus, who did uh, the Goosebumps art. Oh, very cool. Um, but I met Lou Diamond Phillips, and I actually walked up, and I said, dude, I tripped me out to find out you were in Demon Wind. He started laughing, and he was like, oh, God, you've seen that piece of shit? <laughs> and then he told me uh, the story, you know, his wife at the time was working on it. Right. Amen, and stuff, but I just thought it was funny when he called it a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, uh... 90s horror, I'm going to go with, and I mean, this is off the top of my head, Event Horizon, sure. Army of Darkness. Okay, 92. And, uh, shit, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Anyway. I don't understand that, but all right. Paradome, <laughs> uh, give me the samurai. Yeah, I, um, I remember seeing Dead Girl, I've never seen Bloodbeat, but he's a samurai. I have no idea who Mr. Darian is. Uh, yep, hope all's well. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Beautiful. See you. Thanks for calling in, Alan. Uh, yeah, man. The uh, blood beat. I, I wouldn't know if if somebody if I hadn't. I think I watched the the Joe Bob commentary on that. I wouldn't know that was a samurai. I would think it was just some kind of a weirdo out in the woods because you never <laughs> actually get to see the samurai. You see a lot of weird uh, w, uh, World War II footage of, like, bombs being dropped. And then, like, out of nowhere, is a, you have to assume he's a samurai. It makes total sense. It's ab- in Wisconsin <laughs> in the early 70s. Yeah, it makes Perfect. absolute yeah. Why would you not just I, assume it's I don't a know, samurai? I don't know why I'm even questioning this right <laughs> now. God damn it. Right on, Alan. Thanks for calling in. Uh, here comes Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey yo! Hey yo! Hey yo! Padded room. How's my favorite degenerate? Good. We're here. I do hope I'm there, and I particularly I hope uh, Mr. Harold's there. He I is. Got a question for you, sir. Uh, okay. Yep. Um, a chin off between the girl who played Stokely in the Faculty flick and uh, the chick from Scream. Nev Campbell. Sydney from Scream. Whew, those um, are some serious chin off. Those Who's are the winner. Who's got the ultimate chin? Uh, yeah. No, you're the only one who could possibly give us this info, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you hear that. He's doing the calculations uh, anyway, as we the, speak. Um, Educating department, no idea who you are. Yeah, it's a hard uh, one. On the Terror Dome, we got the dead girl from Dead Girl versus some fucking samurai. samurai. <laughs> Blood beat, baby. Some damn thing. I don't know what. I'm just going to say it's the samurai from okay. Neon Maniac. Sure. Oh, and that's fine. In that case, give me the dead girl. I don't know what fucking <laughs> samurai we're talking about. Um, on the what are you looking at department, I got to catch flick. I was flipping through and I saw graduation day on. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I, you know, I haven't seen this one, you know, some early 80s slasher I haven't seen. Yeah, but, buddy. Yeah, I'm about 20 minutes in. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this piece of shit. It's pretty. And then I had watched the whole fucking thing anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Eh, whatever. 
it's a early 80s split, but it looks very fucking 70s. Everyone's got, like, perm jobs and Deca, shit. Uh, disco One hair. of the funniest things in it is this, this girl running, and you can see, like, she's never ran before in her life. <laughs> and that's all she does in the movie is, that's what the movie's about. It's about, about a track team. Girl yeah. Run, but then she dies right at the beginning. Yeah. No dialogue, nothing. Why don't you just fucking hire a runner to do it if you're not going to be using her? I don't know, whatever, man. <laughs> then they had a girl fucking doing gymnastics who was actually in the movie who could actually do gymnastics. I what the fuck, man? Sure. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure most everyone's probably seen it. If you haven't, don't bother. It's not that great. It's fine. Um, oh, on the meat hooks? Yeah. We've got 90s flicks. What do you think? You know, everyone says, oh, the 90s were fucking horrible for horror and yeah, it, it wasn't like the 70s or the 80s, but you start trying to narrow it down just to three on a meat hook, and you realize, fuck, man, there's, a, there's actually some good flicks in there. Sure. They might not have been as plentiful, but uh, <clears throat> all in all, I'd say there's still some good flicks. Yeah. So anyway, let me get to it. What do you um, think? Horror movie or not, I'd say Silence of the Lambs, uh, Blair Witch Project, and of course Scream. That's got to be the top three. For me. You got it. Anyway, hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, amigo. In the great chin-off of 2023. <clears throat> Andy Duvall versus Nev Campbell. Now, you would think I'd give the advantage to Stokely because she's got more of a point. So it's kind of a, you know, a chisel versus rock right. scenario. But Nev Campbell's block chin is so gigantic <laughs> that it would be the equivalent of taking down Mount Rushmore with a ball-peen hammer. Gotcha. Yep. So Nev Campbell for the win. She's, She's got more of, de- of a defense going for her. It's, it's more the, the full jaw yeah. than just the chin. <laughs> than just the chisel Clea Duvall has the, like, a, like, a, you know, like a javelin chin. Yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, she, yeah, <laughs> Nev Campbell is more like a wrecking ball face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. I think Nev takes the chin off. Right on, Tom Hardy. Thanks for calling in, man. Jason, do you have anything for Tom Hardy, Alan, or uh, TJ? Or uh, Tony, I mean. Love y'all. Love you guys. Thanks for uh, corresponding. Are you ready to go back to Elm Street, my friend? Boy, I am I Boy, am I. Me too. Let's do it. Keep falling asleep, they're gonna kick you out of here. Sorry. I had another nightmare last night. I can't tell what's real anymore. Is there anybody else out there that this is happening to? Every time that I dream, there's always this man. That's his mark, isn't it? Freddy. Remember me. This 
me, it's you, it's Dean, it's Jesse, Chris. It's in all of our heads, Nancy. We gotta stop this. How? Don't fall asleep. I haven't slept in three days. We're running out of time. With the 70 hour mark, the insomniac will begin to experience micro naps. Means you're dreaming, but you don't know it. Even if you're awake. Something that'll put you right to sleep. This might sting a bit. That's right, Jason Harrell. It's a nightmare on Elm Street. 2010, baby. It is a nightmare. We're doing it. Watch out, horror hipsters. (laughs) I'm sure your panties are already in a bunch. Isn't it Robert England? No! (laughs) I don't have a lot of stupid jokes. It's written by Wesley Strick, directed by Samuel Bayer, stars Jackie Earl Haley, Rooney Mara, and Kyle motherfucking Gallner, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my man. <laughs> uh, dude, it's it's a remake. All right, you know that. This one is universally hated by all horror fans. Nobody can give me a good reason why. Yeah, I, you, you press them on it, and you get a lot of, uh, well, it just didn't work for me. Well, the vibe was wrong. Well, Robert England. What really? It's not that fucking bad. I don't think. I wonder what the if those same people were to see this one without the context of the original, like you know how 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 much would they like it then? Probably a lot. Because then you know you've got some fresh ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We start off um, it in the Springwood Diner. Jason mm-hmm. Harrell, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's dark, it's rainy, stormy night. We're in Springwood, Ohio, as we should be, I assume, Ohio, I don't know. Um, guy goes in there to get a cup of coffee, place is empty, dark. He's like, hey, get a cup of coffee, sees the waitress walk behind the back counter and into the kitchen, so he follows her, and he's like, hey, I want some coffee. Um, kitchen's all fucked up, there's something on fire on the stove, it's dark, lightning flashes it's a pig head it's a pig head and uh i felt like i saw some hooves like yeah, in a pot a couple of hooves i don't know what we're boiling hooves for <laughs> uh eventually freddy pops out behind him uh instead of doing the uh screechy claw on the on the chalkboard kind of metal pipe thing mm-hmm. and this one he does like a shing 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 like a mm-hmm. like he's twiddling his fingers yeah that's kind of neat uh, it's jackie earl haley it's not robert england burn makeup Better or worse? Go. Oh, boy. I say worse. Okay. Um, I mean, two completely different looks. Right. Um, but it just looks too rigid. The Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, it looks, looks a little too stiff. I get that. And it's. Uh, I think it's probably more accurate to what a burn victim would look like. Yeah. But at the same time, mm. um, I, don't, I don't know. 
I just it it kind of felt like uh, like there was a lot of unnecessarily swelling. Mm-hmm. Go maybe I'm sure that's what happens. Yeah, Robert England doesn't look as truly or genuinely burned. No, he looks more elderly. I th- I always felt like. But Jackie Earl Haley's it looks like he's wearing a mask. Okay, sure. And, and that just kind of takes it away from. All right. From me. Um, big, you know, scary stuff. He chases him around a little bit, uh, throws some pots and pans at him. Eventually, the guy wakes up, and he's back in the booth. And uh, Rudy Mara, playing Nancy, is the waitress there. She's like, hey, you got to quit falling asleep, you fucker. He's like, oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry. And there's actually now the, the place, now that we're back in the real world, uh, there's people in there, and they're, you know, eating and drinking and stuff. Uh, Nancy works there on the weekends, we find out. There's a, a table of dudes uh, a couple seats down uh, with our man uh, Kyle Gallner in there. We're going to meet him. His name is Quentin Smith. He's going to be our, uh, I guess not our Glenn or our Rod. No. He's just kind of his own dude. Yes, he is. He's his own Quentin Smith. He's got a couple of homies with him. Uh, eventually, another girl by the name of Chrissy comes in, goes and sits down with Dean. And we find out that uh, one of Quentin's guys, Jesse, is pissed, or Billy, actually, I'm sorry, is pissed off because Chrissy uh, broke up with him and is apparently now down the, the aisle there talking to Dean. Mm-hmm. So they get up and leave. Uh, we, we get we follow the, the conversation with Chrissy and Dean, find out Dean's a little unstable, hasn't been sleeping very good, keeps having these nightmares, very scary stuff. Chrissy's like, okay, uh, Dean accidentally spills some coffee on her. She's like, oh, God damn it, I'm going to go clean myself up. She leaves. He goes back into the dream world and gets attacked and killed by Freddy uh, with a steak knife. And he's like, you're not real. You're not real. Yes, I am. I'm real to you. And then he makes him stab himself with a steak knife. Mm -hmm. And that is our first kill. And then from there, we jump right into uh, the Elm Street children, more or less. So we already met uh, pretty much most of these dudes. We got Nancy, we got Chrissy, we got Quentin, Billy, uh, a couple of other randos. Other people are going to pop up in and out of this equation. Um, so we go to uh, Dean's funeral the next day. Clancy Brown in the house mm-hmm. as the uh, the school the I think the principal. I think he's the principal. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have him make my morning announcements. Oh yeah, know, over a PA. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, students. This, I, this, I can't do Clancy Brown. I cannot do Clancy Brown. <laughs> it's like Clancy Brown was right here. I think folks. I need a third testicle to hit that level of baritone. But uh, he's the he's the principal there. He's like, oh god, you know, you guys grew up together. We find out he's uh, Quentin's dad. Actually, you guys grew up together. You and Dean and uh, uh, Chrissy and. Uh, Nancy, you guys have been together forever, and now this happens. Oh, it's terrible. Come talk to me if you need to. And we meet Nancy's mom, played by Connie Brighton, American Horror Story fame. I am hot for Connie Brighton. I figured as much. I am. And it's not just because of American Horror Story. She's a very attractive lady, especially when she wears glasses. Hmm. I've always thought glasses on a chick was very enticing. I was wondering why you were staring at me that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's the glasses, isn't it? It's the glasses, Mr. (laughs) Harrell. Uh, do you need to see me after class? And that I have my cock out right now. <laughs> I mean, that's old hat. That's every week. <laughs> so uh, where there's kind of like some knowing glances between uh, Clancy Brown and Connie Brighton. Um, from there, we kind of follow Chrissy around a little bit. She's now she's now being afflicted with the nightmares. We get some some cool little dream sequences here. 
one of the biggest problems I have with this movie is uh, the the I guess the overuse of CGI. That is a boner killer for me. Yeah, and a couple of key shots too. Yeah, um, I think the worst was probably Nancy in her sketch doing her sketchbook, and Freddie comes out of the wall. Uh, Looked so bad. It looked like a uh, like a Scooby Doo cartoon, like a <laughs> Hanna Barbera situation. You know, yeah, it was that pretty was bad. pretty bad. Uh, there's some other ones as we get into it. And that was such an easy effect for them it. to do in the original. Yeah, they did it in the original. You got some rubber. You push your face into it you're good (laughs) that's it i don't know what the hard part about this is but i don't know i guess it's cheaper to do it that way or they thought it would look better or yeah it was garbage it was was trash um so now the the freddy mythos is kind of being spread around springwood uh nancy's having little minor minor nightmares chrissy's getting the full nightmare experience uh she dozes off in class one day we get a very cool uh classroom high school chase you around your high school sequence with freddie um she comes to and he snips snips off a lock of her hair and when she wakes up the hair is sitting on her in her book so that really happened pretty creepy um she is getting like going deeper and deeper into the psychosis of insomnia and that's something i liked about this movie as opposed to the original in the original, everybody just kind of talked about how tired they were and how they don't want to go to sleep. Yeah. In this one, we actually get, like, the side effects of not sleeping for a long time. Uh, you know, the kids slamming pills and uh, Red Bulls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like Adderall. Adderall. So I like that about it. Uh, eventually, Billy comes over, and uh, we get the disappearing mom routine. Love that. You knew that was I'm on a red-eye flight out of here. Oh, I got to go. You're on your own. <laughs> Bye. Uh, here's the keys to the house in a car. Bye, you 16-year-old. Yep. Whew. God damn. If any of my friend's parents did that ever, <laughs> ever. Orgy time. Oh, we're going to burn your house down. Sorry. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so there goes that. Then Billy comes over that night, and she's terrified. She tells him all about the... The nightmares he relates, he's like, yeah, I've had the same dream about the same guy. He's got knives for fingers, and he chases you around and talks a bunch of shit. She's like, oh, my God, it's so scary. Uh, can we use, Will you stay here with me tonight? Of course. Yeah. I'm here to help, babe. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, of course, she goes to sleep and dies. I thought her death sequence was pretty pretty kick-ass. Though. Yeah, it was pretty good. The way she's, she's like doing barrel rolls into the ceiling and yeah, flopping around slammed against the walls and yeah stuff. and mm-hmm. then eventually she gets the uh the tina gray treatment and just gets slit right down the middle mm-hmm. um in a rod-esque move uh billy like tries to haul ass out of there but he's covered in her blood uh gets uh tracked down by the cops like two doors down yeah and not very far quickest response by cops ever i know almost as if they were planning on it <laughs> perhaps parked outside even uh, anyway, they grab him. Uh, they arrest him. Uh, Chrissy's now out of the equation. That sucks. They take uh, Billy to pri- to jail, uh, book him in. Uh, he gets a cellmate, and he's like trying to keep himself awake, and his cellmate is getting pissed because he wants to go to sleep. Uh, Billy eventually falls asleep, and in the dream world, one of the, the uh, jailers comes and gets him, and he's like, hey, you got bailed out by your parents, kid. Come on. So he starts walking out, and then as soon as he comes out of the cell, the whole jail turns into a big boiler room. Poof. And now we're in Freddy attack mode. Chase, cat and mouse around there. Eventually he catches him. Uh, this is where Freddy starts with the shit talking a little bit. It's not 
Robert England stand-up comedy bad. Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. And I I guess it's okay because it wasn't I, – I don't know. How did you feel about the attempts at humor in this one? Um, I didn't I didn't really see it as, as really humor. Uh, I just saw it as kind of um, trying to – Taunting? Yeah, just fucking with them. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, Robert England is straight-up comedy. Oh, yeah. He should be standing in front of a brick wall. Now you're playing with power. <laughs> now it's a prime time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, it's just like uh, like Freddy Krueger was here, <laughs> he was right? right here. <laughs> I wanted to cram my head in the TV. Oh, no. Don't do it, Jason. Uh, so Billy gets eventually killed, and uh, Freddy's got like a trophy room now where he's uh, – he obviously doesn't – he's got like – I guess dream world variations of the bodies uh, all strung up in his boiler room. He's got uh, Dean and he's got Chrissy and now he's going to add Billy. Uh, he shows him the bodies. He's like, hey, you don't remember me, do you? <laughs> oh, I remember you. Uh, eventually he kills Billy, uh, splits him open pretty much the same way. The celly freaks out because he's like, I didn't do this. I didn't do it. I did not do this. I didn't touch him. Uh, and now Billy's dead. So now we're down to uh, Nancy and Quentin. Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. They are trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, why all their friends are dying off, and uh, who now they're both having dreams about Freddy Krueger. So there's that. Um, so we start digging, and the first thing that uh, occurs to anybody actually occurred to Chrissy first was at Dean's funeral. There was a picture of her and Dean together when they were five years old, but they don't remember meeting until they were in like the sixth grade. Or at least she doesn't. So she's like, well, that's pretty fucking weird. How does that work? So she went home and started looking through all of her old fo- uh, photo albums, mm-hmm. seeing if there was any pictures of her and Dean together, and she can't find any. But there's also these huge gaps in the photo albums. So she's like, Mom, before you get on that plane, what happened to all these pictures? And Mom's like, I don't know. They're probably up in the attic somewhere. Whatever. Go check it out if you want. So... She gets up there and then eventually comes to her untimely demise. But she told Nancy about all that before she died. She also found a little girl's dress with, like, knife marks in it. Why would you say that? Why would you keep that? Why would you keep that? (laughs) That's disgusting. Especially knowing what we know about where that came from in the movie. Yeah. That's like holding on to an old condom or something. (laughs) I mean, yuck. Anyway, um... That's uh, So that's kind of our, our tipping off point for Quentin and Nancy and their Scooby-Doo investigation. So uh, Nancy goes home and she starts poking around her old photo albums and stuff. And eventually she comes across a class photo. And she looks at the back. It's got everybody's name on it. Sure as shit, there is her. There's Quentin. There's Dean. There's Chrissy. There's a couple other randos about uh, and it's from the Badham Preschool, Jason. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, here comes Connie Bright. She's like, what are you doing? You can't be looking at that. And what are you doing? Well, how come I don't remember this? And you said we never knew each other. And what the hell? So this is when Connie Brighton spills the beans. <clears throat> um, so now let me, let me, before we get into this, let me ask you a question. Jason, you've seen have you I'm assuming you've seen all of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yeah. At one point or another. Yep. Um I was always under the impression that Freddy Krueger was a child molester. Were you? I always just assumed that he was a child molester slash killer. Slash killer. Yeah, he was killing uh, the kids. To I cover just it up. assumed it was implied. Okay. Uh, that's what I thought. 
Uh, I don't it, think they ever said it. They didn't. And in fact, they, they tried to swing a hard left and right. Freddie's dead when uh, he said, oh, they took my daughters away, so I took all their children away. As if to say he never actually molested. molested. Just, just killed them. He just killed them in some revenge act. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fair enough. But up to that point, I just assumed that he was a diddler. Uh, but in this one, huh? there's nothing specific that says he diddles them either. Well, there is an implication. But, we, but, I mean, you don't get to see it, but... I th- No, I think he, they do say that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll get there in a second. Okay. Because there's a specific line that's basically uh, what's happening there. So, anyway, Connie Brighton spills the beans. Uh, yeah, you guys all went to preschool together. Uh, there was a, a gardener there mm-hmm. that really loved you kids, and he just, you know, you guys were his whole world, and he lived in the basement of the preschool and his name was Fred Krueger. And uh, any anyway, one day, one day, you came home with a bunch of scratches on you, and we're like, "What happened?" And then we started calling the other parents, and they're like, "Yeah, all of our kids are acting real weird." And then somebody spilled the beans about Fred Krueger taking them down to his secret cave for uh, extra curricular. Did the kid have like gash marks yeah, on it? Like giant. Yeah. But at, in that little montage, you saw him with like a garden trowel, you mm. know, doing mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so everybody's like, Oh God, what happened? And then, um, uh, uh, Connie Brighton is just like, well, he just, he just disappeared. Uh, he, he left town before anybody could press charges or anything. So they're thinking, Oh shit. Well, maybe he came back to get some kind of revenge. No, no, he'll never come back. He'll never come back. I promise. Okay. Interesting. Now we're going to cut to, uh, I guess uh, Quentin is on the swimming team, and he's at some kind of swim practice, mm-hmm. and he's uh, doing his swimming his laps, and apparently he falls asleep underwater. While, while that swimming. That is a tired son of a bitch <laughs> right impressive. there. <laughs> I've fallen asleep in some weird places. Now, I don't know if up to this point he had already dis- discussed the whole micro-napping thing where you can... Basically, have the naps even while you're awake. He may have. It's basically, as he explains it, I don't know if this is factual or not, but if you stay up too long for too long, your brain will start doing like a hard, trying to do like a hard reboot on itself. And uh, you'll basically, you won't know when you're napping and when you're, when you're asleep and when you're awake. You'll just kind of drift into a dream and then drift out of it. And it'll be a very weird, surreal experience. Nothing I'm interested in trying. <laughs> I have a hard enough time as it is. Uh, oh, you're being waking up at 3.30. With the vomit. Shit in the floor. I would love to know, think that that's just a dream. Oh, God, I thought I was being cleaning up shit off the floor. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, there's that whole explanation. And again, that's something I liked about this movie is that we go more into the perils of insomnia than we do uh, with the you know the whole sleep stalker thing. Regardless... Um, He's at a swim meet. He falls asleep in the bottom of the pool. Uh, and while he's asleep, presumably drowning, uh, he goes into a flashback nightmare, for mm-hmm. lack of a better term, where he finds out he uh, basically relives uh, the night that the parents tracked Freddy Krueger down to a boiler room in a junkyard. Um, they were going to beat him to death, but he barricaded himself in there. And instead of beating him, they all just threw Molotov cocktails in the windows until the place blew up and he was burned alive. And that was the end of Freddy Krueger. And uh, that was when the transition into sleep demon stalker possible diddler 
uh, took place. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty creepy. Um, when he comes out of it, he's like, oh, God, I know what happened. I know what happened to Kruger. So him and Nancy go immediately to Clancy Brown's office and they're like, you killed him, didn't you, you fucker? You killed him because we told you that uh, we were diddled and none of us have any recollection of that at all whatsoever did you ever think maybe we were lying or maybe we were you know we were five years old we didn't know what the hell we were talking about yeah he believed that they probably killed an innocent man yeah and uh i don't i don't know i thought if they went that route with freddie that might have pissed me off a little bit and if they he, if he would have actually been innocent innocent yeah well well quentin was just kind of alluding to that he may be innocent. Correct. Since they were just dipshit little kids. Yeah. But if that was the be-all of the story, that that might have pissed me off. Oh, sure. Um, regardless, he's he's all fired up at his dad, and so is Nancy. She's like, what are you doing? You killed somebody, you fucking asshole. Um, from there, they're like, okay, well, we need to figure out how to like set him free or dispel him or basically just get him off our fucking backs. So their first plan, which is actually a pretty solid plan, is to go back to the preschool and see if there's some kind of uh, clue or maybe he left something behind. Some This seemed a little silly. Huh. Because, so, Freddy Krueger lived in the basement of the preschool. preschool. Sure. So from the... From the very moment that he was killed, apparently that school just shut down because everything was just left as, as is, is intact. As is usually. Because his bed was there, yeah. like all of his little knickknacks, little scraps. So, uh, right. But that was they, they tried to fix that with some dialogue. Because if you remember the big uh, confrontation with Clancy Brown, mm-hmm. uh, Quentin says, did you ever find the secret cave? And he said, he no, said no. There, there was no secret cave. Right. Assuming, of course, the, the secret cave was his little shanty apartment there. Yeah. Sex dungeon, whatever you want to call it. Um, but still, if he's living there, he's got to be living there with somebody's permission and you would think a right, search there would have been warrant. a working school. Yeah, somebody would know that you go down the stairs and you take a left, and that's where uh, Freddie lives. Well, I, I mean, don't know. I just think that after Freddie goes missing, the school probably would have stayed in business, hired another guy. Sure, but it was just like <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like oh, oh that's well, it. Freddie's gone. Let's that's shut it. the whole we're place just, down. We're throwing in the towel, and you've got this whole group of. You know, parents that can't find this secret room, yet these two nimrods go down there for five seconds. Sure. Oh, look, here's a hidden thing. Yeah. Uh, But more to the point, somebody would have known where he was staying under the the school. So when it was time to search the premises, yeah, you go down the stairs, you make a left. That's his little apartment there. Yeah. And by the way, once they get there and they go down the stairs and they make a left, right there in his little apartment is a little box with a Polaroid camera Full of what I only can assume are a bunch of nudie pictures of kids. <laughs> <laughs> some some unsavory acts taking place. And that's when Quentin says the line, he's not here to punish us for lying. He's here to punish us for telling the truth. Right. So that's when I have to assume that uh, he actually was a diddler. But again, it, it could just be that he's the one that hurt them. Sure. Like, I, I'm just saying it's not, so it's he's not, not explicitly... S- you know, uh, it's not explicitly told that he did touch them, I okay. don't think. So I think in both the original and this one, we're still left with the presumption sure. that he diddled them. Okay. I mean, I think I think it leans more heavy in this one 
that yeah. is a diddler yeah. and not just a killer. Right. I Whereas mean the, I think in the original, I, I think they leaned more into just he's a just a killer. I mean, the Polaroid. But I always assumed he was both. Me too. The Polaroid pictures are a, are a definite shot to the diddler side of the <laughs> right. diddler, I would say. Uh, anyway, they find them. I can only assume that they are, uh, you know, suggestive and possible, probably pornographic. Oh, my God. And then uh, they make the decision that uh, because there was a sequence in the pharmacy in which uh, Nancy started micro-napping, Freddie came out and attacked her, and she managed to pull a piece of his sweater off. And when Quentin woke her up, she still had the sweater in her hand. Mm-hmm. So now we're back to uh, Glenn and Nancy territory where um, – you can pull him out of the dream. Pull him out of the dream, and when you do, uh, Glenn slash Quentin is going to be there to uh, kick his ass. Is the plan? Okay, great. So Quentin grabs the uh, the paper slicer thing, mm-hmm. which we know it can't cut a fucking <laughs> fingernail, let alone a uh, child molester. Yeah, but Quentin is has Herculean strength and can break the metal in half. He's Kyle Garner. <laughs> he is Kyle Garner. He can Garner. do whatever he wants. Uh, I mean, that thing had a gnarly shark. Like, it was. A, it did. had a significant point on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He must have. Uh, I don't know what he did, but it worked. Uh, anyway, uh, so Nancy lays down there in, in Freddy's dingy bed and uh, goes to sleep. Uh, big struggle. Quentin gets, Quentin, I assume, falls asleep also because he ends up in the dream world. Where Freddy slashes him up pretty good. Yeah, he was a horrible lookout. Yeah, terrible. Instantly you got to stay awake, bro. <laughs> you have got to stay Stand awake. Stand up, run in place. You know, do something. Uh, Some calisthenics, jeez. <laughs> take your shirt off. Who cares? Uh, but when Nancy pulls Freddy out, Quentin isn't full dead. And the act of pulling Freddy back into our world wakes Quentin up. So now we get a big struggle between Nancy, Quentin, and Freddy. Eventually... Um, Quentin, like, kind of fights him off for a little bit. Make a long story short, uh, Nancy cuts his hand off, the one with the glove, Freddy's hand, and then uh, uh, slits his throat with the paper cutter thing, and then they light the place on fire and leave. And they had to give her, I hate when fucking horror movies have these lines that end with the word bitch. Like, you know, (laughs) uh, welcome to my My world world now, bitch. Like... Uh, there was uh, one of the Insidious where Elise is like, um, oh yeah, you know, come fuck with me, bitch, yeah, or some shit like that. Like, okay, st- calm down. I know, I know it. That gets thrown around a lot. Uh, Freddie kind of originated that one, though. I think. I think he was one of the first bitch users. Yeah, but he's a a taunter. He is. You know, it, I just hate when they take like these uh, these final characters mm-hmm. and. Like, you're not going to take time to crack wise. You, no. you know, you're going to be swinging fucking paper shredders around. Uh, totally. You know what the worst, the worst, uh, I guess, uh, instance of that was? Like, the most egregious, now that you, you since you brought <laughs> there, it up. There's a few. The one that, the one that was the most cringeworthy to me was the end of Halloween Resurrection. Which the whole movie was pretty pretty dipshit, if you ask me. But when she's fighting off uh, Michael Myers with a chainsaw, and every time she swings it at him, she goes, This is for Billy! Bzz. This is for Danny! Bzz. This is for everybody! Bzz. That's pretty bad. Oh, God, come on. That is terrible. That is probably the worst possible scenario <laughs> of that. Anyway, no, you're right. Uh, from there, uh, they, take, they go home... Uh, 
couple hours later, they get out of the hospital, I assume, and uh, Nancy goes home. And then we get a, a kind of a call back to the original Nightmare on Elm Street where Freddy uh, reaches in, which reaches is, out of the mirror, grabs mom, and pulls yeah, her in. Which is equally as stupid. <laughs> and that is A Nightmare on Elm Street from 2010. Jason, what are your thoughts? So this is my second time seeing it. Okay. The first time, I was not mad at this movie at all. This time, it just felt so fucking boring. Yeah? Yeah, it was really bad. Um, it just felt very lazy. Well, um, what do you think was so lazy about it? I just felt like a lot of things progressed in an unnatural kind of way. It, it, like the writing didn't seem, mm. it, it seemed very lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, things just didn't progress very logically, mm-hmm. I guess. A lot of gaps that you just kind of, a lot of jumps in conclusion. Sure. Um, a lot of... You know the, the main characters arriving at a you know the heat the secret room the yeah, cave yeah uh, like it just didn't seem to be a lot of filler not that I was looking for this to be any fucking longer right um but at the same time it seemed like a very rushed uh, the the writing just felt like it had monstrous gaps in it and I felt I thought that the the best parts of this movie were the things that just regurgitated things from the original. Um, there are some, some serious carryovers from the original, the bathtub sequence, um, flopping around the room, look good. Uh, you know, dragging, uh, the, the body bags around sequence. the high school. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, I, I am okay with this. Um, do you think it's better than the original? No. Okay. I, I would agree. I prefer the original. I prefer the original also. And but I'm not a huge fan. I'm not as nearly as big of a fan of the original as I used to be. Me either. What, um, it, and then Dream Warrior is a obvious close second. And then you can just keep the rest of them. I agree. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not all that mad at Freddy's Dead. Except that it felt very much like they were just trying to tie up every possible loose end in the in the in the franchise, mm-hmm. and they didn't really have a lot of answers, so they just had to mail some in and hope that it made sense. My, the only time I accept a comedic Freddy Krueger, and I'm I'm kind of delighted by it, is in Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's just a fun fucking movie. I love it. Yeah, I could watch those two fight all day. That's, <laughs> that's the great. best. Um, I'm not, what I will say is that this movie, I don't feel that this movie is nearly as bad as everybody makes it out to be. A lot of the, the, the vitriol for it is because it's not Robert England. Right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. You know what? He can't be Freddy Krueger forever. He can't. He, <laughs> have you seen him lately? He was like 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, I think he's like 95 or something like that. I, I love him dearly, but no. And more to the point, let's let's think about this. Um, Jackie Earl Haley has like a storied Hollywood career. Robert England is kind of a one-trick pony. I hate to admit it, but there's a reason why he can't be in a decent movie. Yeah, uh, he, he can make a shit ton of little cameos and horror. He's he's got Tony Todd syndrome, is what it is. Unfortunately, hundred mm-hmm. um, percent. Jackie Earl Haley, Rorschach, uh, Bad News Bears, Bad News Bears. Uh, <laughs> that. That other movie where he was a child molester, I forget the name. He kind of gets typecasted as a child molester. Oh, boy. That's a rough that's a rough career right there. 
Right on, man. I say if you haven't watched it in a while, check it out again. I don't think you're going to be as mad at it. I don't think it's as bad as everybody makes it out to be. Try to watch it uh, as if it's not a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Try to forget what you know about Freddy Krueger and watch it with a fresh set of eyeballs. That's what I say. Let's take us a little break there, J-Bo. Okay. like what you hear head over to the padded room facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation 
Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, big fella. Yeah, boy. Yeah, buddy. It's going down. Uh, you know, I I would I would I kind of like the idea of micro naps. You know what I mean? Mhm. I don't want to have to stay up for like a week to get them. If I could just like, you know, kick one off every now and then. Yeah. Just pew, pew. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm back. I feel Not much better. Quick little reboot. Yeah, like especially when my boss is talking to me. Pew. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> because uh, sleeping is such a waste of time. You know, if you could, I'd tell you, I'll be up all night playing video games, having a great time. Uh, I think it's time to get into a meat hook there, hombre. Can't wait. Let's do it. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook, top three remakes, Jason. Mm-hmm. What do you got on number three? My number three, The Fly. Oh, good. Good one. Uh, my list is usually based on rewatchability. Okay. So, yeah, The Fly. Love that movie. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, it's really uh, good. Do you ever see the original? It's <laughs> Eons ago. Very silly. Don't need to see it again. It's... Uh, <laughs> Especially the ending. Help me. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, beat a Jeff Goldblum vomiting on everything and peeling his fingernails off. And, you know, you get a nice little uh, maggot birth there. Yeah. I mean, it's win-win. Dude, the effects in that one alone so are worth it. Yeah. Just bananas. Uh, my number three, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Very good. Uh, <laughs> darker, dirtier, funkier, stinkier. Um, Andrew Bynarski is Leatherface. Not only will he uh, kill you and eat you, but he will sack your quarterback, I feel like. He could play down lineman. And that, that one scene where he, like, freestanding jumps onto the roof of the uh, VW van. What the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> not I know, not I know, much. No, I know why that chick had a gun hidden in her cooter, because she knew what was coming at her. Yeah. Uh, she did the right thing and blew her own brains out. I still want to know the logistics of that. Yeah, I don't know how that gets up in there. Yeah. Unless she gave... There's a whole lot of bending. Uh, she must have given birth earlier in the week or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right on. How about number two, dude? Uh, let's see. My number two, Evil Dead. Okay. Uh, a lot of people don't think of that as a remake. They think of it as a installment. How so? I think it has to do with uh, Ash showing up in that little credit cookie at the end. He didn't even show up. Like, I mean, it was just there. Uh, his car was parked in the back. No. It was. No. It was. This is like the complete remake. Okay. I'm not I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying you that's... You normally do. No, well, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> saying that's, the, that's what certain people will say. Certain people are wrong okay. and stupid. Fair enough. <laughs> and they should have their houses burned down. Yes. Yeah. Right on. I like that. That's a great show, man. I love it. Uh, much more intense, but the, really wrapped it up a notch with the blood and guts. Yeah. Which you didn't think was really possible for an Evil Dead movie. Uh, it was 
right there. It was this close to being my number one. Nice. Very nice. Uh, my number two, Dawn of the Dead remake. Mm, that was a good one. Fast zombies. Um, like They get together. They make like a mosh pit situation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like there's a thrash metal concert going on. Yeah. Um, scary as shit, man. Uh, the way the way they surround the mall, like the I like it because it's more of a zombie movie than the original Dawn of the Dead. The original Dawn of the Dead is more of a uh, social statement about consumerism and yeah. capitalism. That's fine, whatever. Uh, this one is a horror movie, yes, and it's got people getting eaten mm-hmm. and these fucking vile creatures that can and will run at you at full speed. Full but speed. I'm hoping for the biker gang to show up like it did in the original. <laughs> Send Tom Savini in a sidecar and another dude with a sombrero on, you know? You had me at the sombrero. The sombrero guy. Unfortunately, he does. That's the idiot that's trying to get his blood pressure taken when the arm, when the zombies come and rip his arm off. Don't be stupid, sombrero guy. Uh, that's my number two. How about number one? My number fella? one, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Same thing. Is it for the same reasons, pretty much? It is. Pure zombie action. Yeah. I love a fast zombie. Mm-hmm. Big fan of fast zombies. Um, and its opening is so strong. Oh, yeah. Um, that little the, the little neighbor girl. Yeah. Like that thing she does where she hops up onto her feet. Yep. Kind of crouching in yeah. the hallway. Beautiful. Um, her boyfriend, husband, uh, you know, trying to get to her. Uh, it's just so convincing. Uh, and then the... You know, that aerial view where yeah. she's trying to make the getaway. The, the picturesque neighborhood that she's pulling out of, just completely eating itself from the inside out. And there's one scene in particular where she's driving off. Well, it's where her boyfriend's spouse is chasing after her, uh-huh. just balls out. Oh, yeah. Fucking chasing her. But then uh, the but poor then neighborhood comes. All he needs to do is catch a glimpse of somebody else, and yep. he's on it. Oh, yeah. Um, great movie. Yeah. Even the even the comedic elements of that movie, mm-hmm. like the Burt Reynolds thing. Oh yeah. Um, because to me, it, it's believable. Sure. Like you're gonna try to find levity amongst all of that chaos. Oh yeah. It's not just this shoehorned comedy for you know, like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, cute one liners right. here and there. That silly shit. Great movie. Right on. My number one, Dracula, 1992. Nice. Uh, really broke some ground with the special effects on this one. Um, to take the the liberties with the characters that Francis Ford Coppola did, to make the vampire count the sympathetic one, and you know he's ch- chasing love through eons and trying to reunite with his uh, reincarnated wife. And here's these fuckheads that are trying to cock block him. <laughs> that that has absolutely nothing to do cock with... Cock blocking across time. It's got immortal cock blocking. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, it has nothing to do with Bram Stoker's novel. I mean, it does very loosely. In, the, in every other iteration of the movie or the book, Dracula's the villain. He's a real asswipe. And he doesn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. Uh, we're just food. And that's pretty much how the story should go. But to 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 you know rearrange that to make him the I mean fucking Gary Oldman dude. I don't think you can find a bad Gary Oldman performance ever. I've never seen one. I love the guy. Me too. I mean, even that one where he was on the haunted boat. The movie sucked, but he was still pretty good. At it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my number one. Do we have anything from Sarah this week? We do. All right, her rundown number three: Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right on. 
which was in my honorable mentions for sure. Very cool. Uh, her number two, Evil Dead. Right on. And her number one, It. Okay, yeah. Which is really great. Yeah, I like that one too. I, I, and I had an honorable mention also for Fright Night. Okay. I, I really enjoy that. I cannot get into Fright Night. I like it. Now, when she said It, was yeah. she referring to both films? No, just the first one. Just the first one. That yeah. seems to be the consensus. Though. Yeah. It's a, they're great together, but if you have to... You're, most people just watch the first one over and over again. Yeah, that, that second one, definitely not as strong as the first. I agree. Right on. That is your meat hook inmates. We would love to hear. You have two weeks to let us know uh, what your top three favorite remakes are. Paddedroompodcast.com. You can find the mental health hotline there. It's area code 775-3870275 if you don't feel like going to the website. Or you can contact us via the email link there or just mail at paddedroompodcast.com. Let us know what your top three is. Uh, right on, Jason. I think it's time to get into the Terra Dome. Oh, yeah. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. I'll kill you all. dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale emotion. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. To the Terradome. First last week's winner. In the Inferno Conference, we had the Samurai from Bloodbeat versus <laughs> the Dead Girl from Dead Girl. <laughs> the forest around the abandoned institute fell silent. The blood of the girl flowed slowly into the underbrush as the Samurai strode back toward the loose collection of houses. There was more vengeance to be had. With a vote of 9-3, to three, the Samurai advances over the Dead Girl... I think people just like voting for samurai. Any any villain that wields a weapon. Because, I mean, the dead girl is scary. She's got a pussy. That's her weapon. <laughs> and if you get her around horny teenagers, they're going to fuck her and probably get turned into... And this, Well, this samurai does just seem to kind of be empowered by sex. That's true. <laughs> There's some very uncouth sexual situations in uh, the movie. During uh, inmates, during your two-week uh, kind of vacation here, um, we challenge you <laughs> to watch Bloodbeat. Uh, you can find it on Tubi, uh, a few other places, but Tubi's going to be your easiest place to find it. Um, give it a watch. Uh, you know, think about it. Just sit around. Let it stew. dwell on it. Let it stew. Analyze it, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Marinate it. Let us know your it. take on it. Let us know what the fuck is actually going on. And uh, just get back to us. 
It is no, sadly, it is no longer on Shutter. Otherwise, I would tell you to watch it with the Joe Bob commentary. He does his full deep dive. Uh, if it ever comes back, and you feel the need to really get into the the mire in the fucking blood and guts of blood beats, <laughs> Joe Bob will take you there. Good stuff. All right, now it's time. For- I think it's time for this week's matchup, Jason. We are in the Inferno Conference Round 8. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not much of a writer. <clears throat> Fall was always amazing in Antonio Bay. Cool weather, changing leaves, the big Founders Day parade, and high school football. What more could you ask for in a coastal small town? This fall was different. This was Antonio Bay's centennial anniversary. One year, 100 years ago, the town was founded on lies and betrayal, stolen gold, and of course, murder. The centennial wouldn't be the only first for Antonio Bay this year. Pulling into town is the traveling Halloween attraction known as Hellfest. While the older generation of the small town aren't exactly happy about the type of tourism it's going to attract, they can't argue with cold hard cash either. As the attraction's lights blaze to life for opening night, a thick fog rolls in from the Pacific. The other sees the opportunity and dons his mask. Singles competition, Jason. We have the other from Hellfest versus Captain Blake from The Fog. Yeah, boy. What do you think about this one? I am, for no logical reason, taking the other. Okay. The logic isn't always necessary in the territory. A human with a knife. That's all. all I, he's a guy I need. with a pretty sweet mask and a knife. <laughs> And uh, he can really get the crowd into it, too. <laughs> he can. Uh, I'm going to take Captain Blake because he's a ghost, and that just makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I know it does. <laughs> well, that is your I know, matchup. I know I'll be the outlier there. That's okay. That is your matchup, inmates. It's uh, the other versus Captain Blake. Get us your votes by in two weeks, I guess. Uh, again, the Mental Health Hotline, area code 775-387-0275, or just go to paddedroompodcast.com, hit the Terradome link, and vote for whoever the hell you want. Uh, in the meantime, we have to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called, What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? The Ones You Didn't Burn, Jason. Mm-hmm. 2022. What'd you think? Uh, it's a movie about witches. It's supposed to be about witches. It's more about addiction than anything else. Um, yeah, at the end you find out it's like a ancestral situation where this guy's family... This guy... This guy and his sister are basically descendants of witch hunters, and the witches that didn't get burnt kind of hung around and have been fucking with the family ever since, making sure that they all get jacked off on drugs and just live the worst possible lives imaginable. Sounds you don't, terrible. Yeah, you don't find that out until the end. And uh, up till that, it's just a lot of addiction and family drama. Yeah. So there's that. Is if I a- wanted to see that, I'd just go home. <laughs> Any of y'all witches? I was kind of hoping you were. I saw that, and I saw a movie called The Crescent from 2017. Not sure why it's called The Crescent. Uh, it's about a single mom and her four-year-old, three- or four-year-old son who go to stay at a beach house after um, the kid's dad passes away. A lot of weird shit, a lot of weird neighbors. I think it goes into Lovecrafty territory a little bit, and the ending is kind of an attempt at like a 
David Lynchy fucking. Oh boy. I know. No, I know. Um, who's really dead? Who's not? I don't know. It's, it's a. It's very atmospheric. It's a slow burn. There's some pretty creepy areas there. Um, it's worth a watch if you're in the mood for a slow burn. Atmospheric. I don't know about that David Lynch I, I, action you, going I, on. Yeah. The ending kind of makes you go, ah, what the hell? It's, it's, <laughs> how, did, where, how did we get yeah, here? Yeah. How did we even get here? That's all I'm looking at, Jay. What do you got? I only got one extra movie in, and that was something you watched last week, Elevator Game. What would you think? It's fine. Yeah, nothing wrong with it. Um, It did have one really good visual in it that I appreciated. Uh, when the dude got to like the red world yeah. um, up in the sky, the big was X. like that big X. Yeah. And I'm like, that makes no sense. But then when, when you, you find out what, yeah, why that would be etched there, yeah. Uh, I really like that. Yeah. It's I'm like, cool. man, that was the most y'all thought about anything <laughs> the whole damn movie. It's true. It's true. Up to that point, it's a bunch of YouTube streamers and bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But holy shit, we got an X. Oh, no, it all makes sense. Yeah, it's not bad. It's uh, streaming on Shutter if anybody's interested. Uh, that's all we're looking at. How about some immersion therapy then? Mm hmm. Immersion therapy. Uh, now, I watched Relic on Shudder from yep. 2022. It's um, 2020. Is it? I wrote down 2022. I'm sure you're right. Um, I think it's 2020. Yeah. So I, I had to watch it at work in my office on my cell phone in... 10 to 15 minute increments Okay. between having to do my job and then sure. getting to come back. Am I correct in assuming that the whole time grandma was actually an elderly black man? Because <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I'm sure I missed a few things along the way. But at the end, she was reincarnated Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Damn it. We've got to get Sammy out of these horror movies. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I really don't know. Okay. What I can tell you is that the entire time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, this movie stinks. It's, it was very boring. So, and it wasn't until probably the, the final 10 minutes as I go to log me watching this movie uh-huh. and to give it a solid four uh-huh. on Letterboxd that I notice. I've already seen this movie, oh, and I had previously rated it a four. Oh, well, at least you're consistent. So, it, But it's so unforgettable. I didn't remember 95% of it. A lot of it is just uh, hanging around the old house. Yeah, it took until really late in the movie for really anything to really kind of happen. Yeah. And then it just got fucking weird. Yeah. I don't understand the whole... Sammy Davis Jr. thing. I don't get it. I don't <laughs> like, know what that's supposed like, to mean. Yeah, she sheds her skin. And now she's... An, she looks like a, a pod a, person. A little black man. <laughs> a very little. I don't understand what that is. I didn't get it. Okay. Um, I have no idea. Okay. Well, still just as confused. Uh, it's still a four. Uh, I don't even know why I give it a four. Letterbox goes up to five, though, doesn't it? 
So that's a pretty. Oh high no, rating. I gave it a letterbox. I give it a two. Oh okay. So I'm used to IMDb. Okay. It, trans- Up to it translates to a four. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's very boring. That's the problem. Yeah. I assume that it maybe. I mean, I've watched movies at work before in my office on my phone. And I've watched some good ones. And, you know, I've been like, oh, oh shit, I don't want to well, put this off and I'll finish watching this movie. This one, it's like, fuck, I guess I'll go find something else to do and maybe come back to it because it's boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes, you know, watching the movies on your cell phone work, sometimes it don't. Uh, worst example I've ever heard was a buddy of mine watched Paranormal Activity, one of them. I think it was the first one, maybe the second one. Um, at work, uh, this is in a prison, mind you, (laughs) not really actively paying attention. I would hope not. On his cell phone. And I'm like, what'd you think? He's like, eh, didn't really scare me. I'm like, it's broad daylight. You're watching paranormal activity in a prison on a cell phone that at that time was like maybe a six. So a little teeny tiny guy. Yeah. Um, and didn't think that was very shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Mind blown. Jeez Louise. (laughs) Uh, I, maybe I watched it in the wrong context, relic. I don't maybe know. Maybe you're taking too many micro naps. Maybe I, maybe that's what it was. Yep. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your immersion therapy inmates for this to the next two weeks is going to be Bloodfest from 2018. Uh, you can find this guy on Amazon Prime. Check it out. We'll do the same and compare notes in two weeks from now, Jason. But now it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. I am a lonely prairie housewife. Uh, My husband just took off to go get some supplies from the nearest township or whatever. It's like three days ride. So now I'm stuck in this desolate cabin all by myself. There's another cabin off on the horizon, but it's like a... I don't know, a two-hour jaunt to go talk to those dudes. Good thing I've got some religious paraphernalia and this windstorm to keep me company. I'm either going to go crazy or I might see the devil or maybe I am the devil or um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Maybe there's ghosts around here that are – I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I am, of course, the wind. Jason, have you seen the wind? I have seen it. What would you think? I don't remember being fond of it. Uh, very slow. Lot of, uh, lot of uh, walking around. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a lot, lot of wind. Hey, let's go stand by that brush again. <laughs> you know? Wind's blowing. Boring. Heard there's going to be more wind later. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> it's actually not a bad show if you can sit through it and kind of get into it. Who might I be this week? You ask. Well, Jason, I am royalty. <clears throat> I highly doubt it. And I am going to uh, b- treat all of my friends to a big party bash. And the reason I'm doing it is because I need to get all my friends out of the villages around my castle because there's an uh, infection going around. 
and I don't want them hanging around the dirty, stinky, filthy fucking villagers getting all sick and dead. So I'm going to bring all of them up to my castle. We're going to party down until this infection blows over. I hope the infection itself doesn't show up in the middle of my party and wreck a bunch of shit. Because that could be a problem. There is like a living embodiment of that infection. And it will lead to some interpretive dance. Just so you know. Is this chlamydia we're talking about? (laughs) The Night of the Chlamydia. (laughs) Worst movie ever. (laughs) A lot of scratching. A lot of itching and scratching. Uh, who might I be, you ask? Tune in two weeks from now, and I will drop some knowledge on you, inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us this week. Tune in next week for a brand new experiment here in the padded room. We're going to try out October Bloodlust Month. Two weeks. Two weeks, sorry. Uh, and that's pretty much going to be our month of October. Um, we're just going to come at you rapid fire with all the goddamn horror movies we watch. Throughout the month of October, like we always do. And we want to know which ones you guys are watching, too. So let us know. Uh, it'll be a whole interactive thing, Jason. Can't you know? wait. It's just going to be a whole thing, a new thing. We're breaking new ground here. Probably, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to probably it. Probably not. I'm sure somebody else has done this before. <laughs> uh, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you found the show, inmates. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. Just go to paddedroompodcast.com. You'll find everything you need to know about us there. Links to the Patreon campaign. Uh, mental health hotline number, again, if you missed it. Email links. Three on a meat hook links. Pterodome links. I got links for everything. Even links for my gay porn page, which I actually am not actively participating in. But Tony <laughs> is, re- against your will. is really ramping it up. He's doing a hell of a job, too. I'm glad he's using new pictures. Uh, in the meantime, I think that's about it for us. Jay, you got anything else? That's it for me. For Buddy in Absentia, Sarah, who I feel like is slowly becoming a part of the show, despite the fact that she refuses to come in here. <laughs> Blatantly refuses. <laughs> Blatantly. <laughs> um meat hooks and the movies that go on them um sick kids i just found out during the break that we had another episode um haunted dildos man you gotta a wipe that thing down before you stick it in there because you don't know what you're getting into and the padded room podcast i'm afraid visiting hours are over bye